0: It has been a rite of passage for many, a child and some young youth at First Baptist Greensboro, those that still possess a young soprano voice, and who can stand before the congregation on Christmas Eve right here in this pulpit. The lights are dim, the Christ candle is lit, and the ritual that we all anticipate of passing and sharing the light of Christ, it is about to begin When organ and soloist, they joined together in leading the congregation in that Moravian hymn sung on many a Christmas Eve Morning Star, O cheering sight. My 10 year old daughter, Della, has seen this for every Christmas Eve of her memory. And so, of course, it was that our ambitious and driven girl knew that she wanted to do that that she wanted to stand right here and sing it too one day. And so she did that just this past Christmas Eve. She stood, she projected, she led us all. But as is always the case, in the things that we offer beautifully in worship, this single moment reflected so much more. Prior to that, was all of the preparation and the care, including those special rehearsals with Mrs. Vansel, who wanted to ensure that Della was confident and poised and prepared for the moment. And our daughter Della hung on every single instruction. She made notes that she reviewed for herself in the days leading up, and that she read right here on the podium as her nerves began to swell. And so it is that among the relics of the Vansells music ministry and their ministry to our family, we have the sheet music from Della's rehearsals, where in the margins are written all of the things that Terry's encouragement and nurture and pastoral care left with her and formed in her. Things like breathe, breathe. Things like stand tall. Things like, sing with confidence. Things like, believe you can do it. These words and others just filling the page, wrapping the margins of this carol that tells us all of the light of Christ's love. Because music forms us. Music becomes part of our identity. Music is an act of faith, in and of itself. And for the Christian, music is so much a part of how we become more fully, more deeply, more widely, the followers of Jesus that we seek to be. It's as if this gift, this longing was created in us by God. Something innate to what it means to be human. Dr. Don Salyers, is a church musician, a preacher, and professor at Candler School of Theology at Emory. But maybe most importantly to some of us, or better known to some of us, he is also the father of Emily Salyers, who is one half of the world-famous acoustic duo, the Indigo Girls. So given these credentials, he knows a whole lot about the power of music and song. And he has observed this about music. Music is something that the human body remembers. It is a kind of natural language that we possess. Something in us insists on music. Something born at times when there is no other means of expression available. And even those of us who might feel or have been told that we can't sing, or that we're unmusical, We can still be caught humming or whistling when left to ourselves, right? We can even break into full voice when we're in the safety of our car or the privacy of the shower, displaying what Don Salyers calls a secret solidarity with music. The church musician and professor Paul Westermeyer has written that joy inevitably is going to break into song But he also reminds that sorrow finds song too. And that the physical equipment that we use to laugh is the same as the physical equipment that we use to cry and is the same as the physical equipment that we use to sing. And so it's but a small step from laughter to tears to song itself, because music holds all of that. It holds the ability to reflect life, the heights and the depths and the minor keys and the occasional resolutions, but the times when it doesn't resolve at all and the complexity that is there through it all. Music can transcend boundaries. It can bring us together in full-throated harmony that would otherwise, anywhere else, seem unusual or phenomenal. What we do here when we sing together, it is so extraordinary. Because whether we always think the same things or even believe precisely the same things, we can still join together and sing the same song. Because it's not simply something that we do with our minds and some sort of intellectual assent to the lyrics or the theme or the message. Even more, it is something that we do with our hearts, our depths, our souls, our bodies themselves. So it's not surprising then that song is such a vital Christian practice and that praise and music are so closely intertwined. The theologian J. Philip Newell has said that all of creation, all that is, it began with a single note from God sung out into the silence over a dark void. And It is the role of Jesus Christ and all of those who follow in his way to help humanity remember that song. And from its origins, the Christian community knew this. The early letters of the church, like this letter we have read from Colossians, they are marked by hymns and doxologies and references to music. The Christian church itself was born out of the songs of ancient Israel. The Gospels tell us of Mary singing out in praise, of Zachariah singing out in blessing of angels singing out near Bethlehem in songs of glory soaring across the sky, and of Simeon departing with a song of peace and assurance having met the infant Jesus. And this continued in the early centuries of the church. Augustine, writing in the 4th century, said this, Apart from the moments when the Scriptures are being read or a sermon is preached, when the bishop is praying aloud or the deacon is speaking with intention, is there any time when the faithful assembled are not singing? Because the music carries us. It carries us through the whole of our experience, through the light of day. And even into the deep blue of midnight, animating our lives, reflecting our faith, carrying us even to the redemption of all things, because what began with a note, it ends with a choir. And that image that we hear about in Revelation chapter 19, I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great multitude, and they were singing out Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power to our God, the One who is true and just. Brian Head of the Hymn Society has said, the importance of singing together in a Christian community is impossible to overstate. For most Christian communities, in fact, singing is the primary act that people are doing. And how true it is of this community, First Baptist of Greensboro, through the tremendous gifts of our musicians, through the offerings of our choir, and yes, through the skill, the precision, the passion of our leaders. It was 2004 when I came to First Baptist Greensboro for the very first time. I was a student at Wake Forest Divinity School. I was in my second year, and the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship of North Carolina was holding its annual meeting, as they do in anniversary years, here at First Baptist Greensboro. I was asked if I would go, if I would read Scripture, and so Jenny and I set out from Winston-Salem, we drove to Greensboro, we passed the attractive interstate entrance and the celebration station that is there. And then we made our way into the heart of this beautiful city. And we saw the soaring steeple of this church, and we parked and we came into this sanctuary. And we were overwhelmed by the beauty of the space, by the thoughtfulness of the architecture, by the ways in which the traditions of the church were met with a kind of fresh expression. And we sat right about here on the aisle. And we were led in worship by the brilliant music ministry team of this congregation who had been here about five years at that time. And listening to the youth choir sing that night. I promise you, you can verify this with her. I leaned over to my wife Jenny and I said, wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't it be a gift to be a part of a church like this one day? And how many of us Have thought and felt the same, have been invited more deeply into the life of faith and the experience of community through music, yes, but in particular through the ways in which it has been led so ably, so skillfully, so passionately by Doug Vansel and Terry Vansel. You've been part of the choir. And you have grabbed your folder and your robe and come to many a rehearsal and you have acted out your faith in this way and you have experienced what it means to be part of something larger than yourselves. Or you've been a child formed in this church and hearing from your earliest moments in the nursery the melodies of God's love for you. This church that commits at every family dedication to sing for our children the songs of faith until they know them deep down in their hearts and in their bones, and they can become followers of Jesus themselves. You've been a youth, a teenager, who's grown in this church. Maybe you've stood right here on your baccalaureate Sunday. And maybe you've noticed how the preludes on those days, as Doug plays the preludes and interludes throughout the service, are improvising around music that had been sung for years in youth choir. Acting out how music has shaped young people in this church and how when we go forward from here towards all that God is calling us to do, we do so not only with what has been taught and encouraged in us through word or through action, but also through what resides in us through music. You've been a parent and you've seen this. Maybe you've been a chaperone on a trip to Hungary or Romania or Thailand or Boston or someplace less ambitious like across town to a Greensboro retirement home. And you've watched the ways that the excellence of music leadership are but a reflection of the depth and the power of pastoral care. Or you've been a part of a church that had to learn, as so many have, how to sing God's praises in a strange land, as the psalmist said, when for over a year we could not gather, we could not sing, and our long-time ministers Learned and developed so many new skills and led us in a way that throughout our Baptist life became a model for how we can still worship together with beauty and with praise, even when we can't gather. Or you've been in the throes of grief and you've heard with clarity from the keyboard or from the pulpit music of assurance that we are always safe in God's care and that life does not end in death, it changes. Or maybe you've been a child and you've been standing right here and you've found yourself singing with a full-throated kind of confidence that you didn't know you had. Dr. Janet, Dr. Jana Childers of San Francisco Theological Seminary tells a story about a time like this. It was during Holy Week in her church, the Allen Temple Baptist Church in Oakland, California. And the church was hosting a Seven Last Words Good Friday service, a festival that included preaching and song. And in that church, the men of the congregation that day were providing the special music while the Seven Last Words of Christ were being preached by seven women preachers. And Jana Childers was there particularly excited because she knew she would get to hear a solo by her favorite baritone, Deacon Sellers. He was scheduled to sing, in fact, right after the sermon that she was going to offer. Now understand, not all of the soloists that day were of Deacon Sellers' stature. Some weren't able to get off work on Friday. And so it was that some of the younger voices, the young baritones in training, they were given the opportunity to have their first solo In this Good Friday service. And Dr. Childers remembers especially there was one young man who seemed to be 11 or 12 years old, and he trembled his way through the first few bars of his assigned song. He was a good two blocks out from the key that the organist was in. But the congregation loved this boy, and they were with him. All right now, they would say. Sing, child. And gradually, Dr. Childers noticed that his voice strengthened, and then there was a coarse correction in the tune. The young voice was encouraged by the congregation that surrounded him and affirmed him, but there was more happening. The boy's voice was being shadowed, it seemed to her, by a steadier, stealthier voice, and she looked around, and then she spotted it, that in the choir loft, just a few yards behind the soloist, There was expert baritone Deacon Sellers. Now his face and his eyes were averted so as not to draw attention. He sort of held his hand over his face and he rocked to the rhythm of the song. He just happened to be there, you know. He was just waiting his turn. She looked again, though, and she saw that he was singing. He was humming. Then he was forming the words quietly, steadily, cautiously. He was singing that 12-year-old boy into the key. And gradually she realized that there were four or five men scattered throughout that large loft. They were also looking very casual, very humble and understated. But they were there joining together, softly singing him into the music. I don't know about you, I'd love to say that I always know the tune. I'd love to say that my faith is always on point. That my discipleship is always solid. That my belief is always enduring. But the truth is, what you know, that sometimes I am sung into it Sometimes I'm pretty far from the notes to tell you the truth and sometimes I have to be swept up and I have to be carried into this faith by others that surround me. And so what a gift it is to know that scattered about me and us all there are those who will be humming. There are those who can form the words. There are those whose voices well up from the depths of their souls. We can look all around us and find that they are there. And so Christmas Eve, my daughter stood right here. The lights dim, the candle lit, the anticipation was swelling, and the ritual, it was holding us all. And do you know what she did? She stood tall. She breathed. She believed that she could do it, just as someone had told her that she could. And she sang out loudly and confidently and passionately. And of course, just just behind her, humble, Steady, unassuming, stood Terry Vansel. And then back to her left, seated at the organ, there was Doug. And they were doing what they do. They were singing her into faith. And after the service, Terry and Doug told Jenny and me How proud they were, and how well Della did. She was so prepared, they said. And so, dear friends, aren't we all? Aren't we all? And thanks be to God. Amen.